Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good morning, everyone. It is my pleasure to turn the meeting over to Hokuto Sensei, who will give the Dharma talk and lead the discussion. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Before I start, if anybody feels the need to adjust their posture or change their position, please do so. Today, I'm going to speak about the Book of Rinzai, Chapter 2. One day, the master went to the Hopei Prefectural Office. Wang Shangxi, the head of the prefecture, invited him to step up to the lecture seat. At that time, Mai Yu came forward and asked, of all the eyes of the thousand-armed, thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion, which is the true eye? The master said, of all the eyes of the thousand-armed, thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion, which is the true eye? Say quickly, say quickly. Mayu dragged the master down from the high seat and sat in it himself. The master went up close to him and asked, how do you do? Mayu was about to say something when the master dragged him down from the seat and sat in it himself. Mayu thereupon left the gathering and the master stepped down from the high seat. So <clears throat> this is a wonderful story. It has a little bit of the manic energy of a Marx Brothers movie. You can almost imagine Master Rinzai as Harpo and Mayu as Chico in the stateroom scene in Duck Soup, jostling each other and joking. And I'd like to just talk a little bit about the way we can approach these very old stories, these stories of going on over a thousand years ago and how strange it seems to us now. First, the location. One day the master went to the Hopei prefectural office. So I honestly don't know exactly the um, Chinese governmental system and what exactly a prefectural office was. I can imagine it as being a state capital, perhaps Albany, or here in Rhode Island, Providence. 
And Wang Shangxi, the head of the prefecture, perhaps like the governor. And what's strange here to uh, an American audience is, you know, can you imagine a bishop or a rabbi going to the state capital and being invited by the governor to step up and give a lecture? It's very strange to our way of thinking. It's also strange in a way in late Tang Dynasty China, which had only a decade or so before undergone this great persecution of Buddhism and all so-called foreign religions. Only a decade or so before Buddhism was outlawed and monks and nuns were either defrocked or killed. So here we have a wonderful example of impermanence. First, the impermanence of the great esteemed position that Buddhism had had previously. And then the impermanence of the counter movement, the persecution. So the master ascends the high seat. And Mayu, who we really don't have very much biographical information about. Mayu is the name of a mountain. And we know that Zen masters, Buddhist teachers frequently took the name of the mountain on which their temple or monastery was located as their name, Rinzai or Linji in Chinese is not the family name or even the Dharma name of Rinzai. It's the name of the mountain on which Rinzai taught. So here we have one mountain meeting another. Two Dharma teachers meeting another, two great spirits meeting another. Mayu steps forward and asks, of all the eyes of the thousand darn thousand eyed bodhisattva of great compassion, which is the true eye. The thousand arm, thousand eyed bodhisattva of great compassion is one way of describing Avalokiteshvara, or in Chinese, Kuan Yin, in Japanese, Kanzion. Um, you can see behind me here a statue of Avalokiteshvara. My statue only has 18 arms, but that's a, a stand-in for the infinite arms of Avalokiteshvara. In Chinese, a thousand 
or 10,000 was often used as a substitute for infinite, endless, numberless. The numberless arms and numberless eyes of the Bodhisattva of great compassion. Of all those eyes, which is the true eye? The master just repeats the question. Of all the eyes of the thousand-armed, thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion, which is the true eye? Say quickly, say quickly. Well, he turns the tables on Mayu. And this say quickly, say quickly, this is very much the essence of Rinzai's Dharma. Don't think about it. Don't ponder it. Just from the gut, from your heart, right now. What's, what's going on? What is this? This is Master Rinzai's expression of Avalokiteshvara. This is Master Rinzai's expression of the thousand-armed, thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion. Mayu doesn't hesitate. He immediately drags the master down from the high seat and sits in it himself, which is to say, me, I am the eye, I am the arm, and I am now taking the form of Avalokiteshvara. And of course, Rinzai perhaps smiles. He comes up close to Mayu and addresses him casually. How do you do? Pleasure to meet you. Wonderful. You are the Bodhisattva of compassion. So glad to meet you. But he is asking a question. How do you do? How do you express this infinite compassion? This infinite I. Mayu was about to say something when the master dragged him down from the seat and sat in it himself. Now, how to interpret this? Was Rinzai criticizing Mayu because he hesitated to answer? Perhaps. Was Rinzai testing him to see, okay, if you're the Bodhisattva of compassion, just how dedicated are you? How much spirit do you have? How much do you pour yourself into this infinite role, this 
infinite expression of compassion? Is your whole heart in it? Is your whole mind in it? No way of knowing really what exactly the intention is here. This is part of the beauty and profundity of these stories. You can sit with them and think about them and ask yourself and find so many different layers of possibility Mayu was about to say something when the master dragged him down from the seat and sat it in himself. Thereupon, Mayu left the gathering and the master stepped down from the lecture seat. Mayu had made all the statement that he needed to make. The master had made all of the statement he needed to make. No need to fill up half an hour or an hour. No need for words. They had come to an understanding. Now, whether the head of the prefecture, Wang Changxi, could appreciate any of this, we don't know. Whether any of those present could really understand what was going on, we don't know. But that's besides the point. The question is, of all the eyes of the thousand-armed, thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion, which is the true eye? And that's the question that you have to ask, and you have to come to express. Are you? the true I. How do you express this? The infinite arms and infinite eyes of the great compassionate one. This mythology is meant to give hope to those who are hopeless, meant to give refreshment to those needing refreshment. The thousand arms each hold what those who are in need need this very moment. The thousand eyes 
see with penetrating insight what is needed. And what is needed may not be what you want. What is needed may not be what you've been working for, hoping for, plotting for. It may be something entirely different. And then it's up to you to accept or reject the gift of the Bodhisattva. The true eye of the Bodhisattva of compassion is the eye that doesn't turn away, that sees clearly the one who is suffering. And the one who is suffering may very well be you. And the eye that sees the suffering may very well be your own. And what then do you do? With what arm do you give the gift that will relieve suffering? The one who is suffering may be someone in your family, a spouse, a child, an elder. It may be someone deceived by propaganda who suffers needlessly. What then do you do? With what hand do you reach out to comfort? With which hand do you reach out in friendship? The path of Zen is the path of realization in this moment. Realization of the suffering of all beings, not least of which is our own suffering. And how do we develop the strength, the equanimity the peace to reach out to those who are not at peace, to those who are suffering in ways that may be painful to look upon, 
this may be people in society, the victims of prejudice, whether Asian or African-American or gay or trans, or those who are economically disadvantaged, those who have been forgotten. How do we reach out our hand? And how do we develop the spirit the strength of character to be true to ourselves, true to our own situation while extending our hand. When we practice, this is what we're practicing. And the practice is not a matter of sitting 20 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day or going to sessions. The practice is each moment and formal practice is that which fortifies us. In a sense, you can think of it as the armor that we strap on to go into battle. It's vitally important. It's a wonderful wonderful way of purifying the heart, cleansing the mind, strengthening the spirit. But then what really matters is once you get off of the cushion, What do you do? How do you comport yourself? How do you treat the taxi driver, the bus driver, the cashier, the person riding the subway with you? The panhandler asking for a handout. How do you treat these people? Can you recognize each one of them? Can you recognize them each as the eye of the thousand-eyed bodhisattva of great compassion?
do you turn your eye away from them? And this is the point of practice, not to become wonderful meditators, not to have peace for 45 minutes a day, but to truly reach out your hand to see with the true eye the person who is right in front of you. If you can do that, then you are truly the true eye of the Bodhisattva of great compassion. Thank you so much, Hokuto Sensei, for your beautiful presentation. And thank you to everyone who spoke or was so very, very present without words. And what occurred to me is those thousand arms, as you said, are holding the implement of the moment that is needed. And one of them is Manjushri, another bodhisattva, holds a sword. And I think when we think about compassion, we might feel as though it's about embracing encouraging, supporting, no matter what. But sometimes it means being able to say no. And the comments today really brought that up. The eye of wisdom in each of those hands. There is no gap whatsoever. And Hokuto Sensei, you really brought that to the fore today. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.